Welcome to Have a Chat. I'm your host, Vaughan Hay. I also practice as a coach in mindset and hypnotherapy, where I help people regulate their stress and emotions to make better decisions and have a clearer outcome in where they want to go. I created this platform, Have a Chat, to get people on to share their story and give us a great insight in what life is all about and all the opportunities we have within our life. It's been a great success so far. I'm looking forward to the future and seeing what other guests and great stories and journeys I hear from my guests. Life is all about working towards our purpose and passion. And as a coach, that's what I focus on, helping people get a clearer path and a clearer vision in where they want to head. Welcome to have a chat, Katie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, looking forward to this one. Um, I've been thinking about having you on for a while, so I'm glad we've come around and we've got the time to sit down and have a chat. So if you can give our listeners a little bit of insight about Katie Sheds. Oh, okay. Um, Just a snapshot. A little snapshot of me. So I guess um, people would describe me as fairly outgoing, try a little bit of everything, pretty yep. determined, um, and kind of up for anything. So I guess that has led um, to experiencing a lot of things, doing a lot of sporting events, changing it up all the time. And probably my career has has kind of followed that as well. Um, I work in customer experience, which is code for jack of all trades. So I work in a startup and jump around um, the business and try and fix things to optimise the experience for our end users. How good. So you, your sporting endeavours and your career sort of have a similar path in giving everything a go. Yeah, I like Would to you think say? so, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So how did you come about sport and how have you always tried to test yourself out and challenge yourself in different ways? Because knowing you, you're definitely always putting your hand up for it for an event or for a team event or for anything. You don't shy away from anything. Yeah, yeah. I rarely say no, if ever. Um, so how did I come across sports? So I think um, probably one of those cliches, just a kid always yep. out and about exploring, had a bit of a um, free range when I was a kid. It was be home by dark, yeah, even nice. when we um, used to have a, a little boat in uh, Akuna Bay that we used to sleep on over the weekend and mum and dad would just say to me hey come back before dark and yep. we'll be happy but I was like five yeah, so I'd wow. go and explore kilometers of bushland and water and could kind of come back whenever so I think just exploring and the activeness around that it's always been in me so that free spirit of getting out there I love it especially at a young age because I sort of don't feel like people do that as much these days you know what I mean so I was mm. probably similar to you I had a lot of Growing up with just free, make sure you're back at night, and played footy, go mountain bike ride and do whatever and play with the neighbourhood, you know, kids and all that too. So Yeah, and we're, we're both still here, so it couldn't yeah. have been that unsafe. But I reckon we've learnt a lot on the way. 100%. Okay. So um, what was one of your first sporting achievements or um, sporting team you sort of got yourself involved in? Oh, gosh. Um, I think netball and swimming were a big, big part of my life early on. My mum was a netball coach and... Um, both of my parents swam a lot and were part of the, the local Lane Cove Swim Club, which yep. I, I hold a lot of it, lot of memories there. Um, and I, I was a pretty good, pretty good swimmer. I just loved it. So I swam a lot. Yep. So I, you know, it was kind of 
the school carnivals did pretty well. Nothing fantastic, um, but did all right at school and regional yeah. level. And then netball, actually, which a lot of people would be surprised to hear now, was something that I was um, I probably excelled at when yeah, I was right. really young. So probably one of my youngest achievements was making the rep netball team when I was seven wow. for the under twelve or well, under tens, maybe. So it was seven, yeah, under ten. So three years, uh, three, three years, ages above. Yeah, wow. And I and I remember that so well because I never made it into it because. At that age, I used to come home and my joints were so sore from playing netball. Yeah. And mum was like, "You're seven. You can't. You, you can't be playing this if yeah. if your joints are already taking a hit." Um, so she banned me from playing. So wow. the achievement was never never flowed through, and I actually didn't get to play netball really till high school again, where everyone kind of yeah. took over me, except for I I, I lied about. Um, mum's permission to do some PWSA netball in year, year six where I broke my arm so I got found out about it. But, um, yeah, it's probably it. my youngest sporting achievement to, to make it so so early. What was it with netball that sort of drew you to that and have that skill set and talent? Yeah, know, I'll probably be watching mum play okay. a lot of it and coaching. So yeah. I would go along to all yeah. of her teams and things. So, But I think there was a fairly natural um, hand-eye coordination and yep. athleticism um, and yeah, like my dad was all around, all about the footy as well. And I was probably the son that he never had. Yeah. So I think I just was exposed to a lot of movement and hand, hand eye coordination yeah. from a young age and just loved it. I wasn't great at sitting still. Yeah. Um, so that I was probably. I can understand. I'm the same. Yeah, right? yeah. exactly. Well, it's overrated sitting down. Oh, I know. But, uh, <laughs> wow. So do you think your mum sort of, was trying to protect you to not hurt yourself to be able to pursue something like that because she experienced sort of the, the you know, the injuries or saw a lot through her little career or her career? Yeah, probably. I think she just didn't want me to turn out like so many of the girls that were hobbling around yeah, at okay. age 15, 16 and all had ankle guards and that was kind of the case by... By year 11, 12, when I was, you know, re representing the school at A-level, I wasn't, wasn't amazing. I'd just make the, the firsts. I was the only person on the court without um, joint issues, yeah, which yeah. now I guess reflecting is I'm quite thankful for because I've been able to do so much with my body since, which yeah. I may not have been able to do. Like I've been so lucky with injuries and in all my endurance sports especially and it may not have been the case. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah, that's a good way to see it now. Like yeah. not saying that I, you missed out on it, but it's actually probably helped you to do all the other things you've yeah. been able to do now. Yeah. So. Thanks mum. Thanks yeah. mum. Thanks. Yeah. And now I appreciate that. Yeah. I was not at the good time, about it at the I time imagine you would I have was in all sorts. Yeah, I don't think you would have been happy with yeah. that. So what did you follow on from the netball with your dad and your mum being such sport, you know? fanatics and love you getting involved what did you yeah so doing? I always I've always swam yeah. I've never been exceptional but I've swum a lot I was that I reckon you who, talk yourself down I no, reckon you're no, a good no. swimmer like I didn't even make my high school swim team no um but I swam enough that I should have yeah um I think I've always leant towards the long distance stuff and I just it was probably a bit of a meditative thing for me through high school um but mum was big on me learning to play tennis okay. and um I hated it or like all the way through primary school I was never that 
interested in. Why did she it. want you to play tennis so badly? Good question. So, again, thanks, Mum. It's <laughs> something you can play for life. Okay. And um, the social aspect. Yep. She's like, it's, she, I think she she um, was very social in the tennis world and so wanted us to have that. So definitely didn't force us into it yeah. but was more willing to uh, take me to a swimming les- a tennis lesson okay. than a swimming lesson at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, okay. So it was more sort of what she wanted you to do as well maybe along those lines, what she thought was best for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So did yeah. you? how long did you hang around playing tennis? I played it till the end of high school. Okay. So my school was um, also very tennis heavy just by chance and so we um, there was a big focus on all of us trying to play Tildesley, which was this big comp that um, all of our or pretty much every everyone in our area knew about. So it was all about re- representing the school in that. Um, and I was never I never had much of a game game head for it. I always got very nervous. Yep. And um, there's a story of Mum giving me a shot at, shot or two of whiskey before some games. Oh, just to calm the nerves. Calm, calm wow. the nerves. I know. Yeah. Um, just not wanting to let everyone else down, I think. Yeah. Um, because it was such a team sport. But um When you yeah. say team sport, so you're playing within a team? Always within a team. Okay. And yeah. and my school was was quite good. So generally you're in a team of four and I um found often find my found myself as the fourth player of the first team. And at one stage we we went all the way through to national, so I was always like don't ruin it for everyone, Kate. So, so you put your own pressure on yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah more internal pressure, not the external. It's more the yeah, internal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why did you feel like you were going to let them down? Or gonna well, because I was definitely the, the fourth best player. But you so must have been was, good enough to be I, there. I was, I was the next best, but yeah. I was like, kind of like um, the first three were playing for state and nationals in their own right, and yeah. I just got in the team. So it was good character building. Definitely. I probably learnt more of my lessons reflecting on it than at the time because I was just a mess a lot of the time. But, yeah, um, yeah it was. I definitely learned a lot of lessons on that tennis It's a pretty good feel. achievement for something that you weren't too passionate about as well yeah. to achieve that. And what were some of the lessons you might have uh, learnt or you have learnt from that looking back? I think just watching people and how they, um, they manage, um, like, failure or not playing on a good day. We had some... Um, we had some real big, uh, big personalities in our team yep. who would lose it at a drop of a hat, and I used to get so embarrassed um, about it. But then I'd be at the en- the other end of the spectrum where I would let nothing out, yeah, and it probably impacted me more. Yep. So um, now I, I like to think I'm a little bit in between, and I think that that works. The wow, best. that's good. Yeah, yeah. So you learn like to sort of express it to an extent, but also to control it in a way where. It's not eating you up inside constantly. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's probably led me to so much fascination in in mindset and sports performance and and making me realise there's I guess psychology is kind of just a misunderstood physiology. And if you can you can you can get so much out of your performance if you learn to manage your psychology. Couldn't agree more, yeah. And the power of that is sometimes more effective than doing all the training and the physical oh, attributes 100%. to it all. So, yeah. so you sort of learnt that at an early age I then. think so, yeah. yeah. And yeah. how have you implemented that in other sporting achievements or even in life in general? Yeah, I think um, I guess within sports, especially endurance, I've never, I never really take on anything assuming I can't do it. I like that, um, yeah. 
and I, I just think because there's, I think your mind has so much to play in that. And if, yes. um, even if you don't train for a marathon, I feel like everyone could probably do it at the end of the day. That, you know, within yes. reason. Yep. Um, but then I also kind of think about the fact, you know, for example, when two teams are like in the grand final of a football match are playing it out and they've left everything on the field, when the final buzzer goes, how is it that the winning team can all of a sudden jump around and yeah. jump high and run around? I'm like, that's that's an emotional response that has enabled that. So, like, how do you bring that into performance? Yep. Um, and, yeah, I think I do that in a lot of endurance events, whether it's training or on the day, is like trying to access that emotional or um, mindset that powers you really. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And do you have ways or tools to help you do that every time? Yeah, I think so. Um, probably the big one is when I'm getting close to the end of something, yep. I will start to reflect in, um, on the journey that's been in the yeah. training and um, all of a sudden you're not thinking about your the pain or whatever, you're kind of like reflecting on that, which obviously re- releases dopamine because all of a sudden you're just inspired and you're happy, you're te- the tempo of your feet, if you're running, gets faster. And, um, yeah, I think it's a good little hack to yeah, just... Yeah, wow. That's a really good one. I yeah. think that's really powerful too. So because I don't think we, as general, when we don't appreciate or look back or acknowledge the, the path or the journey on there and we sort of put too much expectation at the end, and then if it hasn't 100% worked out, we're sort of just disappointed and feel like we failed. Yeah. But if you're allowing that to play through you whilst mm. competing in that endurance event, you're actually creating more positive vibes and a stronger mindset towards getting to that end goal which you already had set in your mind. Mm. Wow, that's really cool. So yeah. when you're starting out a race or so what would you, you sort of just have no expectation? I have very little or maybe I'd be lying a little bit. I think I'll always have some sort of expectation. Yes. It's generally not extrinsic, though. Okay. It's not necessarily to win. It'll be a personal, like, time or just effort, yep. um, which I think really helps with. Does that go off fill, that effort, or does it go off? A mental side of perspective. Um, probably, probably both. Okay. Um, I guess if I if I finish a race, and I generally, I really haven't ever felt like I I regretted or I could have done better in a race. I, I try and like learn from everything. Yep. Um, but I guess the the effort um, the effort piece is more about like did I enjoy it as much as I can on the day? Okay, yeah. Um, and then also at the when there was, you know, the negative voice came in, how did I, how did I respond to yes. that? Um, was I, did I give it into it or did I try and like explore it a little bit and come out the other side? Yeah. So yeah. your self-talk, internal yeah. dialogue yeah. and all that and sort of, yeah, wow, that's really good. Yeah. And so people who were listening would be like, how did you learn this or how do you know when mm. to do that? Would you, I know you've spoken previously, some of the events, tennis was a big part of it by you internalising everything, watching your opponents, the other extreme, letting it all out. 
Was it anything else which has sort of helped you um, identify that or just life experiences? Yeah, I think it's life experiences from all like different, probably being conditioned in realising that your your state can control your the physiology or your output, your mental state can yep. control. But also I think um, also my, actually my studies um, in uh, at uni, I started, studied neuroscience. Oh, wow. So my purely because I didn't know what I wanted to study and yep. I wasn't, as we said before, you and I aren't great at sitting down, so I had to do something I was interested in, otherwise yep. it wasn't going to happen. Definitely. And learning just the power of or how malleable we are yep. and our mind is um, and how much within reason, how much control we've got um, with our mind, I think, um, through all of those studies and then the sport piece and um yeah and the environment that I've been in as well I think um like all like like everyone we've all been through we've been dealt our our, our own cards and yep. I think you, some of the cards I've been dealt with I've, I've been ready enough and um had the, enough insight to kind of deal with them in a certain way that yep. has pro- provided the outcome I've wanted so and I think that's all come down to mindset in the end. Yeah, so you're so, yeah. taking control of your yeah, own yeah, outcome yeah. and yeah, and all spot that. on. I'm a, I'm very big, and a lot of people close to me know I get frustrated with the victim mentality yes. and not taking things into your own yeah your own hands. Yeah, yeah, you do. I've no, you definitely have a strong attribute in that. No, don't make excuses. Yeah, find a way to make it happen. But you also got that soft nature. You're very caring and considerate of others as well. But thank you. Yeah, yeah it doesn't come out all the time. I get yeah. um a good friend of mine the other day when she went to the the physio. I was like, I asked how you know how did it go? How yep. did how did he treat you? And she goes gave me the same advice as you, just straight to the point and no empathy. I was yeah. like. Okay. <laughs> sometimes we taken. need that. I think sometimes that's more beneficial than sort of because we need to be able to move forward. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. you're saying with your life experiences, you've been able to deal with it. You know, sometimes it's not easy and you sort of, you know, dive into it a bit more and see what you want to come out of it as well and, you know, keep moving forward rather than just sitting back and, you know, oh, I hope someone can do something for me mm. rather than, you know, you taking the action yourself. So. Yeah. What are some of the dialogue you have within yourself through like competition and all that when you you are in that state of pain or discomfort? Um, with the pain and discomfort, I think I always just try and like think as soon as we feel pain, we kind of react to it as we should. Yeah. Um, as, as an animal, any sort of pain, we should react to it in a really negative way and we should go into our fight or flight response. But trying to explore how painful it is. So I'm like, oh, I'm running really as hard as I can, but what's actually hurting, Kate? Is it your whole body or is it just your wow. legs? Yeah, okay. Or is it like your your lungs? And then, then I, I feel like if I can pinpoint it enough, then it feels so small enough that it becomes less of a big deal. Wow, that's massive. Um, I've never yeah. thought of it like that, but that's pretty powerful. It it works most of the time. I I feel from for me, especially of an endurance. Yeah, like obviously, yeah. that's the sort of that can that can work really well. So by identifying where that pain is coming from within you, 
and just focusing on that particular spot rather than spreading the pain throughout mm-hmm. your whole body. Yeah, yeah. Is that sort of what you mean? It's spot on. So like a, an example of that where it comes into play is, you know, when you're, um, again, on a long run, but you've got a blister. Yeah. The blister is what you're thinking about all the time, even though you're 30 Ks into a long run and really everything else is hurting just as much. But the blister almost helps you in a way because you're focusing on it. So kind of using that, but without the blister and then just trying to pinpoint exactly where it hurts. I think it tricks you a little bit. It does, doesn't it? Because it starts playing games on you where you're just focusing on one particular thing and everything else is forgotten. And then maybe that natural, you know, ability or movement just keeps coming through within you mm. wow that's i've never thought of it like that but i like yeah. i like it especially doing endurance stuff but even if it's not endurance if it's in the gym or if it's doing short activities or a team sport you know like think about instead of thinking too much of the big picture pinpoint yeah. it to one little thing Break it down and just to sure. ca- and then that will create momentum into the next thing as well mm. wow yeah that's pretty cool anything else when it comes to pain or um when it comes to pain, probably, oh, I don't know. Because I know not long ago when you did that Bondi with Reedy um, from Bondi to Palm Beach. Oh, yeah. 100K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you sort of went in it without being 100% fit with the hamstring and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And amazingly got through it. Determination, yeah, yeah, yeah. grit, you know, commitment. It got you through the whole thing, which is impressive just doing it. As a you know, but then with an injury as well, that would have been some tough moments. Yeah, that no, that's actually a good one that you brought up because another another thing that helps for me um, is distracting my well, distracting myself by way of other people. I think okay, yep. You know, if I'm feeling down, you'll probably know more about it because I'm trying to give you a high five more so and like yep. trying to pump other people up. Reedy does this very well, I and I think it's this, actually yeah. quite a good like a a technique that he uses but using others to to again like when it comes down to it what our motivations and our physiology what what makes our dopamine go and our adrenaline go and i think and everyone's different too you're right 100 percent. that those those pathways are anchored to different things and for me it's definitely other people so seeing other people emotional or happy or getting things done that they want to do will get me yes. get me going for sure yeah wow yeah. yeah give us a bit of insight about that race what what did you go through because starting what early in the morning three o'clock or so yeah, yeah 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 so well i guess we can take a few steps back and i can I give you an insight into my little running career so yeah. um yeah, I was so a good friend of mine, Reedy, who yeah, you spoke about, um, introduced me to the world of a lot of the world of sport in general in a lot of ways. He he helped me through my Ironman just seven years ago. I had my little Facebook reminder come up <laughs> come up the other day. Do you regret that? <laughs> do, will you look would you like to do another one? No, 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 no. <laughs> um and essentially I went along to this function with Reedy and they were giving away um, an entry to UTA. Yep. And I'd actually entered the 22 because I did the 11 the year before. Yep. And um, they essentially pulled my name out and I said, no, 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 put it back in. Like I'm already doing the 22. Um, but then 
so, so the, the company was Aussie Grit, which was um, a clothing um, company um, with Mark Weber. Mark Weber. Who, yeah. yeah, so awesome um, racing car driver, but a huge advocate for Australian sport. Yeah. Um, and he wanted to make a, a, a clothing wear company designed and made in Australia. So Aussie Grit. That's what we went along to. And basically Mark was like, well, you're not doing the 100 though, Kate. Like you're doing the 22, yeah. would you do 100? And it didn't take much to to, to twist my arm. So, um, Like you mentioned earlier, you'll give anything a go. Yeah, I, like, I kind of experienced the whole UTA stuff, um, the event the year before, and it was so emotional but in such a cool way. And I just loved the community it brought. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I'll give this a go. And um, so they ended up giving me a coach and everything, um, but as many, um, so that was probably in November and then obviously it was coming up in May, but it got cancelled and so I was like, oh, I was getting pretty injured. I had a hammy um, injury and so I was like, you know what, I'll just, I'll just have a rest. From March I just stopped running for a bit um, or reduced it a lot and then yeah. – um, Reedy, good friend Reedy, just called me and he said, how far do you reckon it is from uh, Bondi to Palm oh. Beach? I'm like, why? <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> um, and he goes, I think it's spot on 100. Let's do it. So three weeks notice, we locked it in, um, and it's incredible how many people are just going to say yes um, in that community. Um, granted, a few people had been training for UTA and things, um, and I was actually really scared because I had stopped running. Yep. Um, so what were you scared about? What was Whether I could do it. Okay. And I know that's, it, I said earlier, I never question it. Yep. Um, but I just wasn't, I probably was really worried about my injury. Okay. Um, yep. And didn't really know what that, the injury meant because I just didn't explore it much. Yep. So, so you were um, worried about it? Um, failing on the run or, after, on the, or run, the effects yeah. of afterwards? No, not afterwards. Yeah. Uh, like, like many, that doesn't come into yeah. mind, probably does for parents and things <laughs> and partners, but, yeah. yeah. Um, but essentially, yeah, we, we got up, uh, started at three so we could witness the sunrise over the Harbour Bridge and it was such a beautiful run. Um, but the best thing about it was every, there was about 20 of us that started together and I think 14 or 12 that finished it and then yeah, wow. a whole heap of people who joined us on the way. Yep. Um, so I actually think it would be a lot harder to do the UTA because you're alone a lot yeah. of the time. Um, but I had company the entire way, which was so special. And that goes back to that motivation from others as well by seeing the oh, emotional so reaction. Or the yeah. Way, yeah. So that helped you get through that. Yeah. So um, it, the, the day went really well. Weather was perfect. Everyone pushed us along. And um, we got to Palm Beach, I think in, I'm not great with numbers, I think in about 12 hours, so by sunset. Wow. And it was a, totally on plan. and. Um, I had a bit of a stressy in my foot and my hammy went, um, but I was more than happy to sit back and relax for a few months. Anyway, but during so. that race, let's, that's a massive mm. achievement. So congratulations. Yeah, yeah, but you. during that, with the, the foot the mm. shred, and the hammy, what sort of kept you going? Um, I, I, I wasn't... It wasn't running very nicely. It wasn't pretty to watch. So I definitely mechanically like a bit um, dodgy, yeah. but... Uh, the, 
a few things I got. Um, my good friend Stroudy, he's a, um, a Cairo, he, he bandaged up my leg and he's like, it's not actually going to do anything. I was like, that's all right, lie to me. Let's yeah. pretend it does. Um, so I kind of just bandaged it up just so, again, maybe tricking my mind a little bit. Yeah. But probably also like I focus on a specific um, pain, also focusing on a specific movement. So like it's, it's cliche but it works, just getting to the, like the next step. And as we got further and further in, Kira and I, a friend of mine, um, we were we were battling big time and so we were just aiming for the next light pole. Yeah, we right. had like 30 Ks to go, but we were aiming for the next light pole. Like yep. that's how desperate we were go getting, but it worked. So it just breaking it, it down. It was a good strategy yeah, because it sort of just, you didn't yeah. get caught up in it. Wow. Yeah. And you got to the end. We got to the end. Yeah. How'd you feel when you get to the, when you got up? To yeah, it was, it was pretty special. Like obviously beautiful location or like a lot of people who mean a lot um, to all of us were there. Yeah. Um, and that you, like if you could bottle that like excitement and happiness at the end of a race or an event, yeah. Like it would, we'd have world peace, we'd have everything. Everyone's just in such a great mood, and I yeah. think that's one of the reasons we all do it. Is that yeah. that post race feeling? You want to keep experiencing that, don't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. That's I what think that's what draws us back, doesn't it? Whatever we're so. doing, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think yeah, sometimes, it, and it's the people you're doing it with. It's yeah. not always the like the medal or whatever. It's the experience and the life experiences you can then share with someone moving forward and, as well. Yeah, well, a lot of those people I still speak. I didn't know a, a, a lot of the people who joined us on the day to run, but yeah. now some of them are my good friends. And it's that, again, going back to the physiology, it's those hormones and things that get released. And when, you, when you're doing an event that long, that's probably going to be happen stronger and i think one of one of those uh it probably gets a little bit technical and maybe not as nice to think about but like we're so much more open to like meeting new people and sharing things and so i think it creates a really cool bond yeah less guards are up and and you're less you know hesitant you're just going because you all can relate to whatever you're doing and you can sort of you're going through that journey together. Hundred percent, and yeah. even like on training runs, that that same effect going out, and that's what I loved about trail running the community. Like you just you join anyone who you know is going out for a yeah. run, and by the end of the three four hour run, you know all about them. You know more than sometimes their like partner knows about them at the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, yep. it's 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 a lot of people think endurance is a is a uh, solo sport, but it definitely doesn't have to be. And I don't think I'd do it if if I had if I trained alone and raced alone. Yeah, you like that, yeah. that team or that community vibe. Hundred percent. Endurance has been a big focus within your life. What other do you just focus on endurance sport, or what other sports do you enjoy doing as um, well? I think so. The opposite end of the spectrum. I'm definitely trying to. Um, test myself in faster faster things i know 5k's probably seems like a, a long way for a lot of people and i i think so too these days <laughs> um but i'm trying to challenge myself with getting faster at shorter things yep. um it doesn't come naturally to me um but i think the training is a lot more specific and less lazy yeah. it's you you've got to do things with more intent i feel yep. so i've enjoyed that journey but then beyond it, all of that i guess um any sort of ball sport so yeah i'm i'm always playing netball touch 
Oztag, Dodgeball, yeah. whatever it, yeah, whatever yeah. it may be. Anything with yeah. a ball. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. still love that. Yeah, From yeah. an early age when you played netball and everything, it's still, and does swimming still have a, a part yeah, of your life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, yeah, good one. Yeah. Um, I, I'm back in the pool, so I swim about two to three times a week and then try and do a bit in the ocean. So, yeah, that is. Because um, you, under, you underestimate your swimming. I think you're better than what you'd make out. <laughs> I think I've just stayed around longer than everyone else. Um, but I, I definitely kind of wax and wane in swimming in terms of my motivation because I guess like it's hour and a half sessions in the mm. pool you, you, and because I can get my fitness from other ways, like I only do it if I enjoy it and I love it. And so I'm in a really good place with swimming because I haven't done it for ages. And I think COVID definitely helped it. Just found me itching to get back yeah. in the pool and more so in the pool than the ocean. Okay. Like I really love getting back in the pool after a while. Um, and it's an opportunity to learn how to hold the water even better because you're starting from scratch. So you're more aware of your, your hand kind of your hand placement and how you hold it. So it's always like a new opportunity to do things with more ease. Um, so back in the pool, um, and yeah, loving it. And swimming will always be a part of my life. I think it's so, it's obviously so good for you, but, um, I think it's quite meditative. Like I said earlier as well, like it's a, it's a good zone out. And it's probably a good balance if you're doing a lot of impact on the body outside to then, you know, go into the water and, you know, exercise, but also give those joints a bit of a rest. Oh, I know. Oh, I think it's been my saving grace. Like I said, I haven't really had injuries apart from after ridiculous events. Um, and I think it's the swimming recovery is pretty good. What's your biggest challenge throughout your sport, sporting career? Biggest challenge? Mm, my most proud I probably would have been the Ironman. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just, just going to ask you what was you most proud after that. Oh, but, sorry. No, that's sorry. all right. No, but yeah, to oh, the I'll Ironman. I'll answer got, what I feel like answering. 100%. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, um, um, yeah, Ironman. So what, why is that? an achievement that you're so proud of. Just because I totally engrossed myself in doing that. Um, I was was working full-time but a pretty chill job. Um, And But I I literally got back from travelling overseas for a year after I finished uni and the Mm -hmm. day I touched down it was 365 days till Melbourne Ironman and that's when my training and my first triathlon and everything was like, started so I gave myself 365 days and I planned it all out and just trained like crazy um probably like now I do it very differently but I think the first time you probably need to give yourself confidence you can do it um my last guest actually did the Melbourne oh he was planning to and he did the same thing trained but then he got his ITB too tight overtrained but you know what I mean but yeah I think I think because you're the fear of the unknown and, mm-hmm. and the distances and exactly. all that. You just want to do as much training as possible. Yeah, I, and I, I'm i so lucky that I was injury-free the entire time and I also just had I had no idea how to change a, like a bike tyre. Yeah. Um, I was I probably cycled outside about 10 times in the entire year because I was on the indoor trainer all the time. I was quite scared to cycle outside. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, if I get it flat, I have no idea what to do with it. So let's just hope it doesn't happen. Um, no flat? No flat. Very no good. flat. Huh? So I still don't know how to change a tyre. <laughs> um, Perfect. Yeah. And 
I, it just all came together um, on the day and I think probably learn a, like you put the effort, I learned a lot probably from that experience and how much effort I put out in and how, like, proud I yeah. was because of that. Yep. Yeah. With your achievements and the time. Yeah, it's definitely related. And, like, it's sometimes we're lucky enough to enter races and that maybe there's you, you just perform really well on the day but you haven't put the yeah. time and effort into Would, it beforehand, it doesn't feel as good. Yes, nearly as good. you don't deserve, or you don't you feel almost, like you deserve it as much because 100%. you haven't. And leads into the next question I was just going to ask you: is was the training more like uh, fulfilling rather than the race, or was the race more fulfilling? Like, what what are your viewpoints on both of them, and sort of what? Where, if you look back on it now, what do you feel like you got more out of? Yeah, I I always tell people. Um, who who do the Ironman or any sort of long race, like the day of the race is a celebration for all your hard work. Yeah, well um, yeah. And I think it's a really nice way to take the pressure off yourself as well. But I loved the journey. Yep. Like I can get pretty honed in on something and yep. I loved like hadn't really run properly before and having like a program and trying to meet all of the expectations and slowly getting faster as I was running faster. It was like, obviously it's, it's really addictive for, yeah. and, and I can totally see why people, people get, um, do one after the yeah, other, after cooked, the other, yeah. but yeah, I loved the journey. But again, I was part of this, um, club called Bondi Fit. Um, and the people I, I met with again friends for life yeah. and the support and that um, everyone gave me. I was I was like the young and 20, 22, 23 year old, um, and everyone else is like, "What are you doing here? You haven't had your midlife crisis yeah. yet. What's wrong with you?" So they all took me under their wing, and um, yeah, it was it was such an incredible journey. Yeah, and I've, yeah, the people that I met, like I said, just yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And it's great that you were able to enjoy the journey as well, especially being your first one. Sometimes you sort of get caught up in mm. it too much and not, you know, really embrace yeah. and you know, enjoy the whole journey on the way. But it, it, yeah. free, like, it, it makes me so amazed that some people will do the entire journey of Ironman training alone. Like, yeah. I, I can't fathom it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's pretty impressive, but I just don't think it would be very enjoyable. No, I'm the same. Yeah. I couldn't couldn't see the. Yeah, each to their own. But yeah, I, I always am more motivated when I'm training with yeah. people and for something with people as well, so you can achieve. But even if it's an individual event, but you're training with people, so you're all sharing that that experience mm. and the you know the whole app journey on as together, and you can look back and reflect on it together as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can I can answer your second question, your first oh, question. Yeah. What is my what 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 am I what biggest challenge? challenge? Yeah. So you've gone from your yeah most proud, proud to, to yeah. So the other thing that I love doing is um, a sport called swim run, um, oh, yeah. which um, is essentially getting from A to B via swimming and running, but you swim with your shoes and run with your swimmers and paddles and things the best thing about it is you do it in duos and you're attached together most of the time so you're you're only as good as your weakest link um but that's probably the not the best mindset to look at it at like you can you can use each other and if you know each other well enough you can you can perform even better and i think um 
I mentioned uh, my mate Stroudy before. So him and I were, were booked in to do the Australian swim run and he couldn't do it last minute because he had a wedding. So he gave me a guy called Trimmy. Yep. Do you know Trimmy? Yeah, Trimmy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is he's the fittest. <laughs> he's the fittest human being, Iron Man, like surf Iron yeah. Man that I've ever come across. He's like a dolphin. Oh he just, he my just god! Flies to that water, doesn't he? Yeah, and yeah. I, I was attached to him, so I like it was. I don't think I've ever pushed myself so hard in a race yeah. in my life, and I. Like I didn't know, I don't know if I had anything more to give. I was, I was telling Trimmy, I was like, I don't think I've got the last 50 metres. You may have to you pull me Drag across me. the line. Um, but we ended up overtaking fourth into third, um, which, yeah, it was a pretty cool achievement. But I, was, I just knew I couldn't, like, have done any better personally. Yeah. So that was probably my proudest moment, just yeah. trying to keep up with him. And he's still, like, I've still pulled him back, but... Yeah, I was stoked no, at my you, performance. You, like you said, you're as good as the weakest link. Yeah. And it's not a weak link, but your oh, strengths and weaknesses. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and he's performed together. 100%. And he could. was so good the way it, when, you, when you're hurting, there's you can talk to different people in different ways yes. and, and you can go one way or the other, which I've learned with my other swim partners, like what works for them and what doesn't. Like yeah. do they prefer to be led and leading is that what gets the most out of them yeah. and so you can just drop behind even if you're feeling good to give them more confidence yeah. or do you prefer to be pulled along and things like that and Trimmy was just so good on the day yeah he, he, could he probably wasn't that. even puffing but no. yeah. <laughs> yeah whereabouts was that in the harbour yeah the harbor? so it was um adriel who now lives in sweden um where a home of swim run um he, he comes back every year and we do it from Rose Bay to um, the lighthouse wow. at the point and back. So I, it's quite a short course. Um, I think it's like 14K run and then 5K swim, but it's about 20 transitions. Yeah. So it's cut up, which is really, that's the fun bit. Of that would have been yeah. fun, yeah. Wow, yeah. awesome. Well, congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, thank you. You're so modest. But uh, <laughs> let's go a bit of career-wise. So mm. finishing school. What, mm-hmm. where did you, you said you studied, did mm-hmm. some study, you yeah. wanted to find something that you were motivated to do because like you said, you weren't probably a person wanting to sit down and just be, you know, doing the stuff and, you know, you want you wanted to be doing stuff that motivates you. So where did that all start? What did you start in doing? And then where, and now let's talk about where you are as well mm-hmm. um, in your okay. current role. Yeah. So um, at school, I wasn't, well, definitely wasn't an academic. I was kind of like got the old, if you tried harder, you'd be, yeah. you know, better. Welcome to my world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess it was always expected you'd go to uni. Um, yep. I was lucky enough to, to go to a, a school that really, um, yeah, nurtured us and wanted to, yeah, push us through to uni. And neither of my parents went to uni. Um, and so it was never really discussed what I'd do or going through that. Did um, they expect you to go to uni or? Don't even know. I we just, didn't even have the discussion. Yeah, wow. Well, um, yeah. I guess I felt like I'm. it was just expected. But From I didn't the environment really, of the school? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, but we didn't really have discussion about it. Um, so... Like I said, just chose something that I thought was most interesting to me. So it ended up being molecular biotechnology. I thought that sounded really cool and I loved science. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and so like 
first crack-in, we're taking unwinding DNA and breaking it up. And I was like, this is great. Except my mates doing business are doing 13 hours of uni a week and I'm doing 30 oh. plus working because yeah. I wanted to move out straight away. And I was like, this is not not, not for me. <laughs> it's complete opposite of what I <laughs> exactly. want. Exactly. So I, put, I dropped into science and I was like, I'm just going to do some psychology subjects because they're less time. Yeah. I really enjoy it and do a, do a mix. And um, whilst I was at uni, I, I did a whole heap of jobs, but I ended up working for Virgin Active when they were first starting up here. Yeah. Um, Forest? Um, no. Oh. In, so the Pitt Street one. Oh, okay. so, so Steph, um, your lovely fiancés, was started at Francis Forest and I de- definitely met her along the way. But they were um, opening Pitt Street, so they were putting a team together, training us up to open this gym. And uh, from day dot, I could not believe how much time and effort and money they were putting into training us. I was a receptionist yeah. and the the um, the interview process and then the training, I think it was three weeks of training before the club opened, yeah, paid okay. full time. Wow. To, 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 Just, but yeah. yeah. I was like, this is incredible. And it obviously created this awesome culture and I just, I, I loved Virgin Active. Um, and then because the business was growing, they had um, a spot in the central team to like help with their customer experience, which essentially was setting up the feedback system. And I basically was calling members a few hours after they came out of the gym and was, I was asking them, how, yeah, how was it? Yeah. Do you have any feedback? Um, and that's obviously evolved since then, but there, there's my love of customer experience and, um instead of going down the the neuroscience um pathway i kind of went down the psychology of people within a corporate space um pathway which has um led me to where i am today so i did a customer experience specialist which um has led me to obviously work at awesome brand awesome brands like virgin active where they do it really well yep. um and then also some challenging places like um news corp where yeah. there's just it's obviously everyone has their thoughts about um a big institution like that yep. <laughs> um but it's just i thought it was so important to learn how the challenges of customer experience yes. um when when there's not a culture internally to ensure that their Seeing customers, in a different yeah, light and yeah, adding more skill sets to be able to handle different circumstances, yeah, because yeah. I didn't appreciate how well Virgin Active did it until I saw yes. how well how bad it can be done, yeah, and then not just at Virgin, um, not just at News Corp. I then I moved into consulting, so I jumped all around different businesses and, um, yeah, kind of learnt the the ropes of how the internal process structure technology and people result indirectly or directly to the the output of the customer yeah. um i gather sorry to interrupt but i gather your sporting you know experiences would have helped in this environment as well would you say dealing with different people yeah yeah i think so um or no 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 i i, I i've never thought about it but i definitely think um i think Dealing with different people, probably from a team perspective and just seeing how people react yeah. and thinking, yeah, and just being able to deal with, yeah, the different personalities and um, 
yeah, pr- probably more so in that way. Yeah, that's what I thought. Maybe you, when you're saying you saw different pe- people and how to handle each individual. Yeah, and kind of working with what you've got. Yes. Um, for sure, for sure. I think, and also just persistence as well. Like, there's a lot of red tape um, in, mm. in in change to change anything, right? Yeah. People generally. And don't like well a lot of a lot of people don't like change no. and organizations are often, often resistance resistant to it. So just having that grit and just to sustain pressure to create a change as well. Because sure. yeah, that's hard work sometimes. Because mm. it can be demoralizing as well because you're trying so hard and you're getting no outcome what you want. And then all of a sudden it can start happening, but or it might not happen as yeah, well. So yeah. how do you stay motivated and focused in achieving what you want to achieve yeah it's so the type of work and you're spot on it it is hard work um in in the sense that everything every day for me is very different I don't have any repetitive tasks so when we think about it from like a psychology perspective whenever you learn a new skill that create that that takes way more energy right um and so I I always have to kind of be a little bit um, well, I've learned more so recently, especially during COVID times, like it gets to 4 p.m. in the afternoon and I've done a whole heap of new tasks and I'm exhausted, like, but it's only four. Mm. I'm like, well, if, if I'd done that task every day for the last year, I probably would be able to do it, but you have to go easy on yourself. Yes. Um, and, and I say that and I think we all agree, at a, especially in a startup where everyone's pretty much a jack of all trade yeah. and where our, our business is going through so much change a lot of good change mm. um and growth but it does take a lot more energy out yes. of you so you've got to be you've got to go easy on yourself yeah definitely and it only it's only certain people can handle that type of startup in, environment as well and you know what i mean to be and then you have to acknowledge yeah tough times and you've got to yeah. reward yourself when you have little wins as well because it's not that easy and that's why a lot of them don't last because people don't hang around or don't have the commitment and dedication. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know, and the grit sometimes to fight through it, you know what I mean, or be persistent in what they want to achieve. Yeah. Because they definitely. see the gains of what it could happen, you know, if it does happen. Yeah. 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 So with your current role, what's the company name and what do, yeah, what, because it's quite an interesting um you know, company and the concept, which you've explained to me in the past. Yeah, so. yeah. I think I explained it to you first when I was about three days from starting. Yeah. I'm sure my elevator pitch has probably changed since then. And we haven't so. quite nutted it out yet because yep. we're ever evolving. Um, but essentially we're an app yep. um, and we support our members on the app with acute safety, mental and medical support. So click of a button, you can chat to... Um, our qualified people on the other line about any issue you have and we'll triage accordingly or help you on the spot. And if it's needed, we can get someone by your side within 20 minutes. So wow. it's a it's a pretty huge proposition. Yeah. And to throw something um, like that out there and not deliver is a lot of risk. Yes. Um, but it is a really meaningful mission and I think that's what's got a lot of employees through is at the end of the day, um, at our front line and our organisation is saving a lot of lives, especially um, with the mental health piece at the moment. Yeah, I was going to say during this time, it's probably 
no fitting time, no better time than now because um, it's probably what been up for a year. Or yeah, so. spot on. It was a year a few weeks ago. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So what's the company's name? It's called Sonda. Sonda. Yeah. Um, and Sonda. Do you know the meaning of Sonda? No, I think you might have mentioned. Uh, yeah, it to me. yeah. I, I I didn't know it either, but it's essentially. Let's see if I can re- remember this word for word. Word, but the appreciation that the other random individual in the street say has their own complex situation and um, beliefs and you need to appreciate that what's going on in their life is influencing the way they're dealing with the world. So it's kind of, yeah, understanding that everyone has their own challenges um, and and having empathy for that. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So they view and deal with things differently from mm. from what they see to what you see as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, wow, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, and, and your issues are your issues, but someone else may not have your issues, but they may have a whole other set of them. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, that's it really is. Cool. It's, it's a cool, it's definitely a cool name. Yeah. So starting up a year ago, COVID hit. So, you know, you don't unknown with a startup company as well. Mm. It's always the all oh, money financially, but no better app or no better time to really have something like this available with the mental health of people being, you know, isolated and oh, with on. the unknown. So what has anything changed when you first started to now and how has this been so beneficial for people, you know, in the last year? Yeah, so so we're a B two B to C company, so that means we sell to other businesses, and they they buy X amount of memberships or registrations to our their app, our app, yep. so they can provide to say their employees or students. So being a startup, um, you have to kind of have a game plan of how you secure your first members, yep. and the way um, our exec decided to go about it was to go through the education market. So a really good use case for our sort of app is um, international uni students because yep. there's so many barriers to getting help. They don't know how to to work our medical system and then they end up doing it wrong and get hit with all of these fees. There are language issues. There's so, there's so many yeah, barriers. It's, Probably, it's really yeah, sad. There's no families around as well, like close communities. So Exactly yeah. right. Um, and so... We, we kind of um, went to, uh, we, we, we sold our product to a lot of international uni students by way of um, those institutions and also um, their medical insurance they offered us as part of it, um, which is which is really good yep. until COVID hit and their borders <laughs> closed. Um, yeah, so all of a sudden, yeah, 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 yeah. So we, um, we had a pretty good footprint um, in the um, corporate um, world, but we definitely pivoted more so to that. Um, and I think just the the focus on that, as opposed to sharing it across um, to the the international uni student market, um, and then the focus on mental health. When yeah. more it was for international student uni students at that time, it was more about safety and medical. Yeah. Obviously, mental health is huge for them. So we've we've pivoted into mental health. And for our corporates and our international uni students, it's just um, it's it's just been this offering that I can't believe so many people are open to using as yeah, well. Like that's great. The, the fact that yeah, um, people are willing to talk to us, essentially a stranger on the other end of the line, to reach out for help is 
is really cool. That is cool. And um, it's showing that it's needed as well, it's isn't it? It's totally needed. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. is definitely needed. And there's even, there's definitely times where, you know, I've had a challenge and I'm like, oh, you know, I totally, totally use this app. And I, I still, we've got a cool little features as well, like um, track my journey. So when it's um, dark at night, um, I'll, I'll plug in where I want to go and our support centre will watch me move yeah, through wow. um, through my through where I want to go and if I go off course or if I hit a button, they know where I am and they'll send someone. Wow. So say I go so swimming at Andrew Boy Charlton in the city, um, Woolloomooloo, that's quite a dark area at 5.30 in the morning. Yep. I just track my journey and just knowing someone's watching yeah. just makes me feel so much safer wow yeah. yeah yeah nothing has to happen but you just at least you know that you've got someone yeah aware of where your movements are and if anything to wow yeah wow. so there's we do a lot and i think our challenge is um deciding what we want to be really good at and, okay. and what we do want to offer we've brought um we, we've got a medical team we've got um doctors nurses and then we triage a lot as well to external so to understand what we want to own and what we we yeah. want to push out but yeah it's it's changing every day yeah. um and and that's why i love it but the mission is it brings us all together and it makes makes um it's made covid a lot easier to get through working yeah. for a business like that i could i could sure. imagine that'd be very um yeah it's what a, it's a perfect platform for you know yourself and for the employees but for people who are registered to it as well it sounds like you know it's offering a value add to them in oh, whatever way they need so. to use yeah. it as well so um nice no, i'm interested to see where it continues going and and what direction because it's probably a really challenging one with the resources you need to have for this as well, this space, you know, allowing enough people to be able to service the people you have already as members on the platform too. So Yeah, you're spot on. I was, I was saying to you earlier um, before we started recording that we, we've brought on Woolies, which um, is is an awesome, um, awesome partner to yeah. have. Um but obviously, making sure we're scaling in a certain um, in a, in a way that um, we will allow for us to still be able to meet our um, meet our service standards is really important because we we brought on Woolies, we brought on Gidget at the same time, and everything happened at the same time. Yeah. So it's definitely a bit of a stress to making sure, and we're always going to over over resource yes. because you can't have it any other way. Yeah in an acute service like this. No, yeah. definitely. Uh, it sounds like you guys are on the right path. You guys will handle so. all those challenges. <laughs> sounds like well, you're one of the team members and you've got great attributes which you can offer. Thank so you. Um, I think the re remaining of the team is probably the same. So um, definitely. good luck with all that. Thank you. Yeah, it sounds you. sounds like an exciting role. And, you know, like you said, it's always throwing new challenges at you, which keeps you drawn in and excited to see what you can come out of it. So, yeah. 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 All right. Well, thanks for spending some time We're with done. us for a chat. We're good. I might finish with two questions. <laughs> two questions. But I appreciate you coming on today and sharing a lot of insight about yourself. Oh, and thank you. I've got, a, I've got a few key things I can now implement with my stuff as well from oh, what cool. you do. So, um, yeah, it's been very beneficial as well for myself. So thanks for that. Um, two questions. Okay. What gives you purpose? What gives me purpose? Um, relationships. Yep. And curiosity or information. Mm -hmm. So in what way? 
Um, so just, I think just always seeking new yep. learnings. Yeah. Yep. Just always striving and challenging mm-hmm. yourself and see. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, and relationships by mean of like one to one, but community as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So both. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I guess then helping people. I think that's quite. Yeah. No. Very nice. Yeah. I love it. It's a great purpose. I hope that wasn't a one one word answer because I didn't give you one. <laughs> no, no, no. Everyone's got their own purpose, and I love it. I reckon that's a good one. I really like it. So, last of all. Favorite destination you've been to and you'd like to go to? Oh, Romania okay. is my favorite. Wow, you're quick to. Yeah, you yeah, even yeah. Have to I'll, that, huh? I'll um, well, Sam and I were talking. My partner and I were talking about that the other day, and I, I've, I said I wanted I want to take you to Romania because I just love it so much. So, what's when so I took, special about that to you? Um, when I took uh, my year off, I spent a little time in the mountains of Romania, Romania, looking after bears, and Ooh. it's. The landscape is just so beautiful, um, especially even summer, winter. It's kind of like New Zealand, but you would never have thought so. Yeah, wow. And then you couple it with um, they would just come out of like a, a civil war, war, I guess, in the last 20, 30 years. So the mentality of the community and the people there, it's just like YOLO. Like let's let's have a grand old time all the time. Well, that's obviously that's what I experienced. I know yep. they're still going through some hardship, but I just found the people just so warm and loving and just excited to be there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So when you're saying cuddling, like looking after the bears, what mm-hmm. is it, how does that work? Um, so essentially, they were there was a refuge for bears that um, they're very. They can be one once you capture a bear, you can't reintroduce okay. it to um, the world because it's just emotionally and uh, psychologically it's kind of been broken. Okay. So yeah. there's place for them now, um, and one of them's in the Romanian mountains. So yeah, well. my job there was to feed them. So yeah, it's okay. getting all of the old supermarket um, donations like. They'll eat anything. It yeah. doesn't matter how off it is, Scraps. whatever. Like yeah. I just, yeah, yo- yogurt that's like two months old and just <laughs> throwing it over. Yeah. And there was about 20 bears and you kind of got to know their personalities and wow. everything. And it was just a beautiful place. So yeah. that's my favourite destination. Wow. I've never thought, I'd love to check that out myself now yeah. after you've talked about that. That's cool. And where would you like to go? Um, I think uh, Alaska. Oh. Yeah, I want to. I would love to do. I went to the adventure or water adventure ocean film festival the other day, and there was a doco on a sailing race up the west coast of um, Canada into Alaska, oh. and the scenery was just incredible. So I'd love to explore up there. You're not going to build a boat, probably not. No. Yeah, but never say never. Yeah, knowing you, you'll probably be <laughs> on a boat. Then. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. thanks again, Katie. Thank you. Thanks for, when are we going to interview you? I don't know. When do you want to? (laughs) 